welcome to this week's EG Like Sunday Morning. Sadly, Jess has been laid low by Omicron this week, so you'll have to put up with me, I'm afraid. Piers Wayner coming to you from a shed in East Sussex, and I'm joined by EG's Deputy Editor Tim Burke and Residential Editor Emma Rosser. Hi. Hello. Hello. Sorry, I can't quite hear you there. I might have to adjust the levels because we're talking about levelling up. Yes, it's a um, so you you had the the enviable task this week of of wading through the government's levelling up white paper, which it seemed um, having been delayed again and again and again, suddenly came out right in the middle of uh, a week when there were lots of other things going on. So did it get enough airtime? Funny how um, that happens sometimes with policy, isn't it? It is weird, it's odd, isn't it? Yes. Well, yeah. So much of it had been obviously trailed before, um, and we'd seen a, a lot of what was coming out. We knew was coming. Um, a lot of it. Uh, what was policy that has previously been announced some things I've been writing about since I joined um so that was nice to see them back in there again um but it but it did it, I mean obviously you know everyone has been waiting for this it it was delayed it was due in, De- um, in December then I think we thought it was going to be first week of January and a few weeks later obviously it, it's come out um heavily branded lots of missions and kind of cartoonish kind of superhero language which um sam talked about in her leader this week uh, i guess the crux of it uh, looking through this kind of this is on kind of page one to, to five but the uh, the 21st century recipe for a new industrial revolution is 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 kind of um what i'd sort of picked out of this lots hmm. of people have actually mirrored it to the um industrial strategy um which wasn't that um, the thing that they they got rid of yeah that, wasn't that scrap okay great so mm-hmm. they got rid of it now they brought it back again given it a new name and a yeah. shinier front page great oh good well that's i good. think word for word some of it's very similar actually <laughs> so if you want the condensed version maybe just read that one again um <laughs> but it's if not there are 32 pages isn't it there's so that? many mm. fun stats with this have you have you but, yeah. managed to get through all 332 pages of this i have so. been cramming ahead of my uh, English literature A level exam, uh, like Sunday morning style. Um, I am looking at a document of notes of many different documents of notes with highlighted areas to talk to you about. Um, no, I haven't made it through 322 pages. Well, no could, one has. <laughs> exactly. This is this is what I've been hearing as well. That it's it's. I don't think even the people who who were writing it have made it through all 332 yeah. pages, which is clearly why some of it's just copied and pasted from. Somebody. From other I, I, yeah, I can't remember who had said. The problem uh, is this why there's been so much civil civil service focused in London purely to create a 322 page document about how you're going to level up the rest of the country. There are entire sections in this that are quite interesting, but just bizarre placements. There's a page long table of the largest cities in the world throughout history, starting in the year 7000 BC. (laughs) Would you like to guess what the earliest city on that list is? Um, I'm going to go for... Chapel Hewick is the first city I seem to remember, but it was fairly small. I'm going to go for Babylon. Is that uh, the, the earliest? It's 7000 BC on the list is Jericho. Jericho. I'm Jericho. not sure which of these are real cities, though. Is that real? Yeah, the walls came tumbling down. Didn't you listen to the song? <laughs> <laughs> So this is good. I, th- I feel like we're really getting to the meat of. of shall what's I shall in I the give you paper. a bit of a rundown of what I've pulled out Go that's for relevant for our for our lot? Then um, there's five pillars, six capitals, twelve missions, three hundred twenty-two pages. 
here's a little summary. Domestic <laughs> investment in R&D to increase by 40 percent. Um, there's lots of stats about how they're going to do that. Um, uh, one kind of main um, initiative will be the, the three innovation accelerator kind of cluster hubs. They want to create MIT type places. So they've got Greater Manchester, West Midlands, um, Glasgow city region. Um, so this is the kind of tying into that industrial revolution. This is the these places will be the fourth industrial revolution uh, foundries. Um, uh, leveraging our uh, global lead in scientific research. So really on the kind of theme of R&D um, um, and life sciences, that sort of thing, uh, creating these kind of clusters of employment. On the R&D thing, the, the mm. science R&D, so I, did I see that there's also a, a thing about it repositioning where the money's going as well as increasing it across the board? Is that right? So it's they're going to try and put it further away from London, further away from the Oxbridge corridor. Yeah, more of it, more of the investment going outside of those sort of traditional right. hotspots. Yeah. So I guess I into think... those into those three innovation clusters initially and 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 beyond. Yeah. So public investment in R and D to to hit twenty billion by twenty twenty four twenty five. I don't know what it is right now. Um, uh, that there'll be a strategy to invest at least fifty five percent of total domestic R and D outside uh, Greater Southeast by that time as well. Don't know what it is right now though. So it, I mean, with all of this stuff, you get all these promises, and it's very hard to work out where, what's the current situation. Um, and with much of this as well, I mean, we already know that there are big regenerations around kind of Manchester ID um, and Perry Bar in the West Midlands as well. So how much of this is a new strategy in a new cluster or building on something that's already happening? It's sort of a balance between the two there as well. Again, so yeah, the giga capable broadband, 4G coverage, 5G coverage. I mean, that's that's part big part of the industrial strategy as well. That's been talked about for a long time. I guess the kind of big hitter for for development and investment um, for the private sector was this talk of regenerating 20 towns and centres. Um, the kind of idea that assembling and rem uh, remediating brownfield land and working with the private sector, so this is very much kind of led by Homes England, um, to bring about transformational developments, which again is maybe not so new um, <laughs> because we, we, you know, this this is happening and there are some, you know, huge developments, huge regenerations um, already going on. They want to do the uh, the King's Cross of Wolverhampton and Sheffield and maybe Tim um, might have some more thoughts on that having uh, spoken to quite a few people in the industry about that. This was where everyone was was just so sceptical yeah. when when mm. when people started talking about choosing 20 cities and towns across the UK and giving them all their own King's Cross. It sounds nice as a soundbite but there's very little in the document that explains what a King's Cross would mean in any of those locations. I'm Let alone where in those locations a King's Cross would be. I, I managed to fish out one little detail, which seemed to be that the the reason for saying it's King's Cross is is almost less to do with the Argent development and more to do with the fact that it was near a near the train station, which again seems like it's going back to redevelopment 101 from yeah. back in the 90s. Before then, you know, oh, great redevelop around train stations. That's that's a new idea. If you if they are actually focusing on on it being a bit more like King's Cross, you know, if we're yeah. going to have that scale of redevelopment in these places, that would be phenomenal. But then, then, then you come back to how and and what the. I mean, is so that not already happening? If you take Birmingham and around New Street, um, you know, and Digbeth, all of the development that's happening there, yeah. you know, that that is an enormous scale. That's you know, it, developers are bringing forward 
thousands and thousands of homes in each parcel all around mm. there. So and and okay, Birmingham's not a great example, but beyond around Manchester in so many different districts. It's hard to think of a city where there isn't development happening around the train stations. And actually, I was yeah. talking um, to LNG recently and said, so where, I mean, they, you know, they, they do a lot of work with university cities. And I was saying, oh, so would you, would you, um, uh, Bristol, they were like, yes, we are. And every city I said, oh, they're already doing something there. So again. So is, is the idea to bring it down to the next tier below? Like... I think, I think that's it. So I, I okay. was chatting to, um, Palace Capital's chief exec, Neil Sinclair, and he was saying this this isn't about changing things for the Birmingham's and the Manchester's and, and Leeds and those those cities. It's about the Wolverhamptons, the places that, you know, as he put it, really do want that injection of money and that that private sector investment. And the Burnley's already has Wolverhampton already has kind of a, a big development happening around the train station that I think it's already there's consented plans already for kind of housing mixed use development. So maybe that's it. Maybe the reason why they're talking about Wolverhampton and Sheffield first is because they're acknowledging the schemes that are already in place, the things that yeah. are already well, that's, being built. Yeah, well, but that's what, it, I mean, going through this, that is, that, that's the tone of the white paper. Mm. It's <laughs> sort of acknowledging what's already, what's already happened and then a few strange um, additions. I mean, the, uh, when they talked about the King's Cross, they did say they want developments that will um, gladden the eye and lift the heart. Which Aww. is such a peculiar <laughs> need like that. <laughs> Forgive them for the lack of detail. They made it sound pretty. <laughs> yeah, let's just, have, let's just have really good intentions. That that will get everything done. Yeah. Tim, um, what's, what's been the reaction to all of this? Um, who've been talking to, to some of the people in the industry? You said about Palace Capital talking about um, about where the King's Crosses will be. What was the general reaction to to that idea in general? Most, a lot of people have made the point that the the has come up repeatedly there's so much here that isn't new it was already known liz peace former um ceo of the british property federation said it's it's thin on policy and it's thin on new money the inten the intentions are good there's a nice turn of phrase every now and again but i don't think there's a feeling that any of this that any of this feels fresh or really takes forward any of the initiatives or the debates that that we've all been having well since the since the initial sort of leveling up promises in the manifesto what well over two years ago now and this yeah. is the this the, the the what the fourth attempt to put meat on the bones of leveling up but liz peace I, I read in your piece saying that she still doesn't have a, a clear idea of what leveling up means and said she wasn't entirely convinced that anyone behind the paper really knew what leveling <laughs> up means that's i mean it's 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 worrying really isn't it yeah there's a housing mission statement in there as well, isn't there? But yeah, I was going to say there's some extra bits on housing as well that I've not talked about. Um, a lot of that was this focusing unlike on... unlike you, Emma, not talking about the resi angle. I know, it's so <laughs> long, Piers. I couldn't even get to my favourite part. <laughs> so uh, by 2030s, all of this is over um, that period. Um, it's all focusing... I mean, the housing is really focusing on renters. So the idea that um, they wanted to have the number of non-decent rented homes to have fallen by 50%. Um, by the end of that period. And so government's consulting on um, changes. The decent home standard, not new, um, but there will be further detail to be set out so that they'll have to meet this, um, this standard. They um, are going to be scrapping the Section 21 um, no-fault evictions, not new. Um, been talking about that for, for ages. Uh, National Landlord Register, talk around it, it's not definite. 
um, scrapping the 80-20 rule, um, which saw that Homes England and the grant funding focused in areas of low affordability, um, typically around the southeast. And they want to stick more up in the north, in the Midlands. Um, uh, there is also a task force around uh, retirement housing, which had also been talked about for a long time. They've been calling for that. Is I'm the not... best way of looking at this that it's it's less here's the bright new brand, brand new shiny white paper on what levelling up is going to be, and more sort of a pulling together of some disparate strands, some policy initiatives into a coherent, cohesive government agenda is that a better way of looking at it you think is it just i think that i think that's a generous way of looking at it and i think it just makes it all the more disappointing that it's taken them so long to get that out if that's the case yeah so sure. we've got 332 pages most of the contents has either been redone is either a rehash of what's already been out there or is not funded not fully developed in terms of the concept or, or how they're going to do it or a bit vague but can we can we at least agree on the fact that it's got a it's got a good cover i mean the reason why i bring it up is it looks like the logo of a breakfast tv show doesn't it no nah, uh, it looks like a breakfast cereal i think I'm there sure. is one there there is some positive things to be said and actually you know, there were positive things coming from the industry um and i mean obviously with all of this this this, this is to inspire and evoke public uh, sorry private sector investment you know we can't really find where the money is from the the public sector there may be some but it really will be on the shoulders of the private sector to yeah. to deliver this and and speaking to people and hearing their responses it sounds like a lot of the private sector is up for this actually and if they weren't already doing it which they probably were um it, it, you know if anything this is maybe you know they're willing to engage and they're willing to to carry on doing what they were doing. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it all hinges on it all hinges on drawing the private sector in and giving them giving them a clear vision that there will be demand and a customer base in 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 whatever area that they're looking to pump that private sector money into. Yeah, Mark Allen at Landsec said completely up for working alongside government. Um, and you know that's a that's a business that's been increasingly putting more money to work in the regions i think with the right encouragement from government then the private sector will the private sector will be able to find a reason to put to put those pounds to work in in these locations and these areas but it still feels as though they're waiting for more as as peers put it meat on the bones here well let's all regroup um and, <laughs> and talk about it when they do that so uh, that that surely won't be long in the meantime who fancies a quiz definitely do a quiz <laughs> let's do the quiz let's do the quiz so let's start the quiz with the leveling up round <laughs> where i think i'm going to give you double points um no i won't it'll be confusing so emma how many king's cross style developments will there be and where will the first one be apparently there will be 20 and the first one will be in our favorite town wolverhampton favorite town emma do you have some strong feelings about wolverhampton I recently got dumped by a guy from Wolverhampton, so I don't really oh. like it. <laughs> Tim had a better Wolverhampton story. As a child, he went to a rap concert. I went. <laughs> that, that wasn't just as a kid. The last time I was in Wolverhampton was then, 1994, to see Warren G in concert, who... Um, performed regulate his hit single but didn't bring nate dog who was the best thing about regulate with him and so the crowd just the crowd just hated it and then he got angry 
and yelled at the crowd that Wolverhampton was a mother fudging ghost town <laughs> and that the, the concert was just terrible. But I wonder, I wonder if he would have come back after the levelling up initiative, whether he'd find the city quite a different place. <laughs> I, I think he will. I think he will. In fact, I think we should extend the invitation. Uh, Tim, your levelling up question. How many bold missions will the levelling up Avengers be going on? And can you name any of those missions? Twelve bold missions. Very good. Um, for, for and the bonus. one that immediately comes to mind is the, uh, is the R&D spend. I'm get, can I get an extra point for naming that as one of them? You can if you know which mission it is. Oh, no. Um, also, um, fans know that you have to watch these missions in order. Otherwise, the sequence doesn't make sense when they all group up for one <laughs> great big level us up assemble at the end. I don't know which one. Well, I'm just it's mission. Go one. It's mission it's number one. two. It's oh, mission two. Ah, oh, okay. good. Good then. We're going to move into the missing words round. <clears throat> so these are head headlines from the uh, the magazine this week. Identify the missing word or words. LVMH perfumes blank blank Kensington base. That's for you, Emma. Um, quite like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has the ring of truth. Slow news day. Sorry, Piers. <laughs> uh, Tim, do you want to do you do you want to have a go at a slightly better headline? I didn't come up with any good puns. Um, with any good puns for this podcast, but Alex did come up with a very good pun for this story. It was sniffs out. Yes, very good. Nice. Sniffs out. This is the story <laughs> that the, the owner of Christian Dior is leaving its Oxford Street HQ for new digs at Lancer Square. Sniffing out that Kensington base. Kensington base, I think, sounds like something you have in a perfume, isn't it? Like it's 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 the maybe the woody note, the heavy thing. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Tim, very good. Blank occupiers taking it to the next level. I was I became really worried just before we went to press that there were too many levels and leveling across these headlines because I thought I'd put leveling up onto this story, but I hadn't, thankfully, in the end, because I wasn't clever enough to have done that. Um, it is uh, another good another great piece from Alex in this week's mag esports occupiers. Uh -huh. Very good. And can you explain esports to, to those in the audience who, who might not know? It's competitive video gaming so it's basically what my 10 year old does with every waking hour playing Fortnite, except uh, while he just gets angry and throws a strop about it some other people manage to make millions and millions of pounds from doing it so yeah, so there you go there you go any of the kids listening to this that's what you tell your parents right <laughs> there's big money in this it is like doing your homework only it's going to make you billionaires as opposed <laughs> to getting a job doing whatever mummy and daddy do uh I see I've got that right. Like the demographic for this podcast is sort of I think like, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Um so the good that, that neatly brings us to the sports round. Okay. Renewal has scored planning permission for a two billion pound scheme next to which football club? Millwall FC. Very good. And yes, yes, I thought so. Um can you name any players of Millwall FC? Um Again, level up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, very good. Yeah, plays um, left hand down a bit. Oh, God, no. um, Does anyone Tim, know? Your sports question, penned by a man who knows nothing about sports. Which and asked stadium, to a man who knows nothing about sports. So this, this is, is only well. going to go well. <laughs> Which rugby stadium is the focus of an excellent article in the legal and professional pages this week? 
Um, it is Bath. It is Bath. Very good. So the diary round. Emma, mm-hmm. what has Countryside Properties rebranded as this week? Ah, uh, well, Countryside Partnerships. It's been a long time in the making. Big Very change good. for them, focusing on partnerships. There is a big change. Their chief executive's gone, their chairman's gone. They've got some fiery uh, shareholders that have strong opinions on things. Um, Good on them. They've also got a new website as well for for the the partnerships, which sadly, when they they launched it um, and announced it, didn't actually work for the next couple of rounds. It's sad. The number of times that sort of thing's happened to me, we can't be mean about them. I mean, we will be, obviously. But um, Tim. Why would you not want to use the external staircase at you and I's Circus Street development in Brighton? It's the spiralling, the spiralling thing, right? The it's spring it's in your step. Is it because it's not a staircase? It's just an exactly. art installation. It's, it's an art installation. So you just, you, you could plummet to your doom if you... Yeah, it gets about two stories up and then springs apart in three directions. Like, um, like well, basically like something out of a bathroom. I like the idea nightmare. that people would would think that this is a staircase and be like, <laughs> I'll just take the um God no. <laughs> oh no I assume there's some safety <laughs> uh, I assume. do not use. So the final round. Um this is the bit where it becomes really personal. So Emma, you're trailing one point. Gosh. Which means that this round is even more important. The have you looked at each other's bits round. <laughs> so for Tim. This is already a brilliant segment that Jess should absolutely <laughs> Our reactions keep going. Then, I really, I, we should put this out as a webinar and not a podcast. Sorry, <laughs> Tim, how long have you spent working on this? Uh, go on. This, what, is this, is my, this is my question about Emma's stories. Exactly. This is a question for you. Hey, wasn't it my go to have a question? I thought that, but I thought he's all over the place. Well, well I know, I know. There's no, there's no structure. There's no process. It's terrible. Okay. Tim, <laughs> a question for you. <laughs> the one billion pound plans for which brewery's redevelopment are being revised? Stag Brewery. It's right. It's right. But that was quite easy. So I'm not going to give you a point. Just so you can say, well, the you're tension. the one that set it. Well, Emma, Emma sees if she can level up. Can you level up, Emma? Can you? Can you? Your question. What was McLaren founder Kevin Taylor rightly convinced was going to be rampant, even though some rivals weren't so convinced? Um, build costs. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Is it inflation. that? Is it that? Yeah, it's inflation. Was it's it a tie? tie? Yeah, it's a tie. You have leveled up. No, I haven't, have I? You have, yeah. He's he won. He's won. He, 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 I wasn't. I he wasn't didn't get a point. I wasn't given a point. You didn't though get I got a point. You just got it taken away. I got it taken away because the, question was, it, the question was too easy. The peer set. This is how it's working now. Excellent. Well, okay. well done. Well done for for somehow getting through that. That's uh, both to you, Emma and Tim, and to you, the listener, for managing to sit with us as we waded through 332 pages of levelling up and then possibly the worst ever created quiz. Um, I can only apologise. Let's hope Jess makes a speedy recovery and comes back very, very soon. Um, But from Emma, it's goodbye. Goodbye. And from Tim, goodbye.
bye-bye. And from me, goodbye. You've been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning. <laughs>